Good evening, we'd like to welcome audiences to episode 15 of Alki, the gamified music improvisation podcast recorded right here in Shrewsbury, UK. My name's Benedict, and joining me as always is the prolific multi-instrumentalist and music producer, Andy Lowe. Good evening. Here on the Alki podcast, we explore musical free improvisation using rules, restrictions and elements of chance to influence improvised outcomes. And tonight's episode will be no exception, focusing, as we are, on the manifold use of digital electronic instrumentation. We're very fortunate to be joined tonight by electronic musician and percussionist, Mr Guy Turner. Good evening. So, Guy, what do you usually play? My main instruments, I think, are bass, drums iPad and modular synthesizers. And how do you usually use those kind of instruments? Well, the first two in the normal way. The modular tends to be for my kind of live techno stuff I do with Torsk. Uh, the iPad I use for sampling. I like to sample environmental sounds and mangling the sound back out very much like tape music. So with your iPad today, you're actually going to find some sounds from the room that we're in and some of the gear we've got set up with us and then incorporate those sounds into the jams. Is that right? That's the plan, yeah. So we look forward to seeing what sounds you can find from the environment we're in at the moment. So Guy, could you give us a little blast of what you can do on the iPad? Excellent. So we'll be looking forward to some percussion like that this session. Okay, so Andy Lowe, what have you got with you today? Any saxophones and guitars? Surprisingly not. (gasps) I'm branching out today. And actually, today I'm going to be concentrating on sounds from the laptop. I've got some sound libraries I'm going to be using, as well as our special You Made Your Bed sample pack. Oh, yes. Looking forward to that. A couple of synth patches. A synth patch I have designed especially for our patch exchange later, but I've also brought an analogue synth with me today, which I'm going to use in our very first jam. Wow, looking forward to hearing that. Okay, Uh, tonight's session will be disproportionately weighed in the direction of jams with fixed tempos, which means we'll be using a click track that we can hear, but you, the audience, won't be able to hear. Now, kickstarting the free improvisation tonight, we'll be turning to our 12-sided musician's dice for a two-chord jam. Andy Lowe, could you please tell us more about this jam? As the name suggests, we are going to randomly generate two chords using six special 12-sided musician's dice with a musical note on each side. So once we have our two chords, we'll start a jam using them, but we may add in more chords and more notes as it goes on. Very good. Now we're going to be turning to special guest percussionist tonight, Guy Turner, to roll those six musicians' dice. Guy, would you be so kind? Okay, what have we got? We have a C, G flat, and D. Okay, so I think we'll call that D7, D dominant 7. So that's the first chord. E, E, D sharp, C. That's an interesting one. 
It's like the Jimi Hendrix chord with the major and the minor in the same chord. That's right. Yeah, that's what it is. Should we call that a Jimmy chord? Yes. <laughs> so it's a C dominant seven with a sharp ninth. So the two chords we've got are a, a D7 and a C7 with a sharp nine. Wow, an exciting pair of chords to start this jam with there. So what are you going to be playing on this one, Andy? I'm going to be playing that analog synthesizer I alluded to earlier. It's called the NAT. It was made by Electronic Dream Plant back in the 1980s as a sort of budget version of their other synth, the Wasp. Then I'm running the NAT synth through my Akai Headrush delay and loop pedal. So I can tap the tempo on that to sync in with our BPM if I want to and add some nice delay to the synth. Oh, can we hear some? Sure. lovely smooth analog oscillators there on the EDM NAT. EDP. EDM. (laughs) EDP NAT. Benedict, it's going to be down to you to actually lead us off with those two chords. What are you going to be playing them on? Yes, and I've got this preset from the Wavetable Synth Serum, which I'll be using alongside Ableton's very capable arpeggiator MIDI effect. And I'll be using this preset SY Pop Super Saw, which sounds like this. Okay. So we need a fixed BPM for this jam. How are we going to pick one? Okay, so we'll be using a website, random.org, to randomly generate a BPM, which we've decided is going to be between 70 and 150. So I'm just going to hit the Generate button, and we have been assigned a BPM of 86. Not an ideal electronic music tempo. That sounds like something maybe more suited to classic rock. I'm sure it'll sound great. Well, if everyone's ready, let's have a jam.
Yeah, so some of the glide sounds that you got out of the EDP NAT using the delay sound just so brilliant. It's like a pitch ribbon, isn't it, that you've got on there, rather than keys. Yeah, that's right. You don't actually press keys. It's a touch-sensitive pad, like you're saying. You can mm. just slide your finger along it and get those, yeah. Well, actually, the the really long glide is, is just from setting the, the glide time to the highest it can be. Oh, the portamento. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I tried not to overuse it because it, it has a you know a pronounced effect that you don't want to wear out. Yes. So yes, yeah, some great uh, industrial percussion there from the sampler app. Yeah, enjoyed that a lot. A lot of fun. Yeah, it had a a kind of a, a continuous kind of sixteenths uh, um, pattern going, and then something on the the two and the four doing a kind of a an industrial snare sound. Did I hear? Yeah, that was actually a sample I took from the Headrush pedal switch. So you just came over here and sampled me hitting my foot switch on my delay pedal and then incorporated that sample into the jam. Yes. Wow. Mm. Excellent. <laughs> we, we have to watch out because literally any noise we make might end up being included <laughs> on a forthcoming uh, jam. Oh, that trickster guy who knows what he's sampling while we're unaware. <laughs> Excellent. So next up, we're going to have a patch exchange, which Andy is going to tell us all about. For a patch exchange jam, me and Benedict are going to give each other sounds that we have prepared in advance and will be a complete surprise when we hear it. So the patch is a sound we've made on the computer and we'll explain a little bit after we've heard them. Excellent. So I'm going to be going over to Andy's computer now, to his keyboard, and I'm going to be playing a patch which he has prepared for me. So let's have a listen to this sound. Now that sounds like a Rhodes electric piano to me. Right, I'm going to be turning the first one of these two macros. That's a knob that we've assigned to a parameter in the patch. Oh, very subtle, this first one. Now I'm unable to identify exactly what that's doing to the sound, but it sounds like, um, sounds like a flanger effect. You're right, it is a flanger. Ah. Okay. So this sound was made with Ableton's electric synth. Excellent, yeah. Uh, which is, I don't think I've ever made you a patch with it before. I don't think I've ever opened that instrument before in Ableton. I really love it. It's a physical modelling synth that allows oh. you to replicate the sounds of electric keyboards uh, like a Rhodes. Yeah, right. I'm going to be having a look at this second macro now. Now for the second macro to work, you'll need to make sure that the set is playing. Oh. You'll need to press play to hear this second macro's effect. Oh, so in that case, I anticipate it will be some kind of arpeggiator or MIDI-based um, beat repeat or something. Give it a listen. I'd like to think that my prediction was accurate there, that in fact you're using the beat repeat you are right on the money, as usual. 
Well, thank you very much. Cheers, Andy. Would you like to have a go at my patch? I'd love to. Okay, let's have a listen to this. A big, rich uh, synth again? Yep, it's a large polysynth. Um, very basic, single oscillator. Lots of unison detune? No, actually, it does have chorus. Ah, okay. There we go. So I'm going to test out the macros on this patch, see what they do. Is that a filter cutoff? Very good. Yeah. Now I'm going to try the second macro. Wow, that brings in a whole new layer to the sound. Is that sample-based? No, it's not. Oh, hang on. <gasps> this reminds me of the sound you get from the tension <gasps> instrument in Ableton. Well done, well spotted. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay, so it's another, it's another instrument layered on top. It's an entirely separate uh, sound source layered on top. It's using tension, and tension has a number of different models, uh, which are, I think, hammered, plectrum... Um, Bow. And bowed, yeah, so this is the bowed one. Right. <laughs> that's going to be fun to play with. So that's obviously just controlling the volume level of the bowed layer yeah excellent so guy have you got a different set of samples you're going to work with for this jam yes i've been around the room and captured a few items the door some wooden thing and a music stand excellent look forward to hearing those so once again we're going to be turning to the website random.org to give us a randomly generated bpm between 70 and 150 i'm just hitting generate and the bpm is 140 Bit of dubstep then. <laughs> okay, let's have a jam. So Guy, can you start this one off for us? I can give it a go.
Yeah, that ending was sweet. That was my favourite bit when I stopped playing, just listened to what you two were doing. <laughs> yeah, amazingly kind of glitchy, lots of um, fast repeating samples going on there. There was a metallic sample, I think it might have been the music stand, that I felt gave it almost a carnival sort of feel. The, the sound of machinery clanking. <laughs> well, I suppose it's more like steel drums. Oh, right, I see. Is it Tim Barley's? I don't know. Ah, yes. Yes, um, you and I both ended up with um, kind of polysynth patches that we were both playing rhythm with most of the time. And um, at one point, I think towards the beginning of the jam, I started kind of just soloing. Which... (laughs) (laughs) When you're both playing keys, that's the thing you've got to navigate, isn't it? Is what job do you do? Because both of our instruments, they could have been bass instruments, could have been melody instruments, could have been harmony. And you somehow have to decide what you're going to do. But we don't like sticking to the same role the whole way through. It's nice to bring the changes in, isn't it? Well, I think we actually <laughs> we actually changed to the same thing at various points. I think we both started off doing kind of rhythmic stuff. We both did kind of slightly lead-based stuff at the same time. And then we both went to kind of a bass role at the same time. So I don't know whether that's as kind of following each other or unable to coordinate with each other but the end result wasn't too bad well (laughs) (laughs) we'll leave that for our audience to decide i have to say i mean i know that i designed the patch myself but i i loved the beat repeat on your (laughs) electric keyboard i i made it but i didn't really spend that long playing with it and i loved hearing what you did with it. I was surprised by how playable it was, actually, how you could just turn up the knob and hold down the chord and something cool happens. And then it's different every time. So you could hold down the same chord like four times in a row and you'd get a different effect each time. Yeah, that's using the variation control. So it brings in different... uh, The rhythm of the repeat is different. Oh, I love it. It's brilliant. It's that little little example, yeah. So for this third jam of the night, we're going to be using a popular classic song as a jumping off point. Andy Lowe, could you tell us about the Cantus Firmus? I'd love to. Now, Cantus Firmus is an old term that comes from the days where plain chant songs were sung by Gregorian monks. And it's when they would take a melody, take the notes of the melody, stretch them out and use that as a kind of bass line to sing more parts on top. Excellent. So, Andy, we need a bass register instrument for this Cantus Firmus. Do you have something prepared? I certainly do. I'm going to be playing Cinesample's bass flute. Oh, well, that sounds interesting. Can we have a listen? Yeah, it sounds a bit like this. Wow, amazing tones there. Yes, the extent to which a bass flute actually covers a bass register could be uh, debatable, perhaps by kind of um, flute standards, that is pretty low down. Yeah, that's about as low as it goes, what I just played. Okay, well, that's good. And for this one, I'm going to be using uh, actually two different instruments. I'll be using this 8DO sample-based contact library called Blendstrument Hybrid Pulses, 
which has a, um, a random patch generator. So I'm going to be hitting a randomization button a couple of times and actually getting a random patch on the fly. It's very BPM synced. Okay, let's have a listen to this patch. Okay, I'm going to press it again. Okay, so I'll be going with that one. And actually, I'll also be using a Cine Samples instrument. I'm using the Cine Samples Prepared Piano, which sounds like this. I've got some reverb on there. I'm using FabFilters Pro R algorithmically modelled reverb. Mm-hmm. And Guy, you've been busy collecting some new samples from around the room to use in this jam. What have you got for us? I have, yes. I have a jack connector colliding with an iPad stand. And second up, we got a stapler. Something like that. Third up, we have a paper shredder, which I'm going to leave that as a surprise. And my favourite is the uh, mixing desk case. Wow. It sounds almost like an 808 kick there. Yeah, it does. So I expect you'll be wanting to know what song we'll be using as the inspiration for the Cantus Firmus. Of course, yeah. So, I've consulted Rolling Stone magazine's top 500 songs of all time, and I went down the list looking for a track in which the first four sung notes of the melody don't repeat. And that's not as easy as it sounds. We weren't able to use the number one song, which was Bob Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone, because he sings the opening verse all on the same note, and it's pretty much uh, like, a, like he's rapping. But uh, yeah, I guess Rolling Stone magazine would choose Like a Rolling Stone as their number one song. Um, guess how many tracks are to go down before I found one in which the first four notes don't repeat? Top 500 songs. 30. Uh, actually, it was only five. Oh. Still. <laughs> okay. And we're going to be doing the Aretha Franklin's 1967 version of Respect. How easy is it to work out what those notes are? Because from my recollection... The first line is, what you want? Yep, that's correct. And those notes are, in fact, E flat, D, A, C, which is actually a really cool chord sequence. E flat, D, A, C. So that's my cantus firmus. Yes. Okay. So once again, we're going to be determining the BPM of this track using the website random.org. And that BPM is going to be 138. Not far off our last one. No. No, very similar. We ready to start?
Again, I think my favourite part was the ending. I loved the then your little motif that you just put in that da 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 da. Just mm. that really nice melody at the end and the sound of it. And then, guy, was it the shredder that came that in at the was end? Was the shredder at the very end? <laughs> just a single play. <laughs> You're very restrained to wait till the very end to introduce the paper shredder. Yes, and the prepared piano sample that I used sounded very similar to one of the samples that you were using towards the beginning of the track, Guy. What was that? The kind of the ting? That, I think, was the jack connecting with the iPad stand. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of liked the way they were actually playing together. Yeah. Um, it was all that kind of vibe. It wasn't actually prepared piano is the right kind of... Yeah, That it was... It, it felt like all of the sounds were slightly sinister it was a very dark foreboding track but in a in a cool way you know i i enjoyed the sound of it and it's probably you know completely other end of the spectrum from aretha franklin's <laughs> respect which gave us the the cantus firmus yes i mean it might have almost sounded a bit kind of like an ecclesiastical cantus firmus of the kind of the the medieval style Perhaps the flute sounded a bit like a chorus of monks. Mm. Well, you thought it sounded sinister. I thought it sounded very calm, actually. Very calm, peaceful. It sounded almost maybe like what you would get from a sound bath. Meditative. I think perhaps those notes that I had didn't seem to settle into a particular key. (laughs) I felt like it was always moving somewhere else and never quite coming home. And that unsettledness, I think, made it it sound just you know just not quite as comforting perhaps as as it did to you so the kind of the chord that it produced was like a an a flattened fifth sus fourth with a minor seven it's like quite a cool (laughs) chord or or c minor six that's i mean if we were gonna sit here and work out what key it was in i'm sure there'd be lots of different options Ah. one of them could be a d phrygian well there you go you see i was playing in an a playing in the key of A. I never really figured out what key it was actually in. If you were in A, then it had a flattened fifth. Yes. Which, again, would be sinister and foreboding. You're right. Excellent. So, this is the time of the night when we all talk about what music we've been listening to this week. Andy Lowe, how about you? Well, towards the end of the summer, I spent a lot of time in the car with my family, travelling across the country. And so we, we all take turns to listen to CDs that we bring with us. And my youngest daughter is just old enough 
to tell us that she wants Wheels on the Bus. So we listened to that CD, I think, three times. Oh, my. And actually, it's quite a well done CD. It's, It's quite tolerable to listen to. And some of the times you might even catch me singing along. But it did get me thinking about how, I suppose, the sound design that's used for children's music is often a bit basic. <laughs> and I think there's space in the market for children's songs. I mean, keep the songs simple and the tunes hummable and all of that. But why not use some better sound design? Why not use some more advanced uh, sound libraries? Are you suggesting that the composers who produce children's content perhaps don't use the high-value multi-sample libraries that, say, you and I enjoy using so much? That's what it sounds like a lot of the time. I'm toying with the idea of recording a children's album myself. Good idea. If I do, I will certainly not be using my Casio keyboard. Mm, excellent. So, Guy, how about you? What have you been listening to in the last week? Well, so a band my brother introduced me to last year. Uh, they're... Australian improvisational jam band. Ah. They're called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> and the name of the album is Polygon Dwanaland. Wow, so what kind of stuff do they do? Well, very difficult to describe, but I'll have a go. I think it's kind of hardcore fantasy Dungeons and Dragons jazz metal. Wow, um, I've never heard of that genre before. Have you, Andy? No, but I have heard of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. In fact, it's funny, you know when you've never heard of something and then you can't stop hearing about it? I'd never heard of this band till last year, and now I keep seeing them pop up all over the place. A friend of mine pointed me to their son's video of a drum medley he'd put on YouTube going through sort of every album they've produced, which is a lot, and laying down some drum fills. I mean, it sounds like a Julia Donaldson book. (laughs) Anyway, that sounds very exciting. Yeah, maybe they should capitalise on that and and write children's stories as well. What about you, Ben? What have you been listening to? Now, I I must confess, in the last year, I've mainly been listening to instrumental music and movie soundtracks rather than songs. Um, But I've recently got into Broadway musical original cast recordings, um, which are all available on my fruit-based subscription service. So I've especially been enjoying a track called Barbara 2.0 from the 2019 stage musical version of Beetlejuice, which um, I actually discovered on an app called TikTok. Um, Have either of you ever used TikTok? Yeah, I downloaded it and used it for a bit and then I uninstalled it. Well, maybe a wise move, a highly politically controversial app. Um... But I feel like it keeps me up to date with trash culture. And um, every now and then it identifies for me a particularly valuable piece of trash, um, like the Beetlejuice musical, which, despite being uh, inescapably broad, it is elevated by its edginess. It's like it's a musical, but sarcastically, if you can imagine that. Uh, Maybe influenced by the tone of Deadpool, um, with plenty of acerbic rhyming couplets. And um, I really like the song Barbara 2.0, and it captures for me the the feeling of that Simple Mind song that you get on the end of The Breakfast Club. It kind of makes your heart sore. Yeah, brilliant track and uh, quite good album. That's the Beetlejuice musical from last year. I'll have to check that out then. 
Yes, okie doke. Andy, could you tell us about this next jam, please? Okay, so next up we're going to do one of our less frequent jams. It's called You Made Your Bed. In this jam, some of us will be playing instruments, but one of us, and this time it's you, Ben, is going to be creating a bed of sounds using a variety of interesting ambient samples. Which I haven't heard yet. You're going to present those to me in a moment. So I'm going to be controlling the individual volume level of each of the samples using this Korg Nano Control 2, and then the eight knobs are going to be controlling, is it reverb send amount? That's right. So I've prepared the bed. I've got eight different channels of sound that I've collected from different sources. Okay, so let's have a listen to this first sample. <laughs> so that is a bonfire night. Fireworks. That's right. Fireworks show in Berlin. Oh, the first four channels are all taken from Jason Greer's sound database that's known as HEM, Human Ear Music. Have you Ooh. ever come across that? No, I'll have to check that out. Oh yeah, well worth investigating. Wow, okie doke. So here's the, the second of these Human Ear Music samples. Ah. They sound like some kind of harmonics or overtones, maybe something using a reverse effect. Now this sample is just called Condenser Mic. Ah. So I don't know exactly how it was created, but it's doing something to a microphone. Some kind of controlled feedback, perhaps. Okay, number three. So it's the, the soundtrack to a lovely day out, but with some screaming. And um, is it with water? Is there... Let me just listen again. Oh, some birds. But it's is it next to water, a body of water? Again, I don't know the details, but this sample is called Nature Sounds Vinyl. Excellent. Okay, and number four. Okay, so that is some kind of log drums, perhaps? It's actually a saxophone. What? Let me listen again. Don't think you'd like anyone to be doing that with your saxophone, would you? Well, as I wasn't playing it today, I thought I've got to get a saxophone into the episode somehow. It's um, using the keys of the saxophone just to make those percussive noises. Oh, okay. Rattling the keys. So, here's number five. Traffic? Wind. Oh. Yep. Just to say that that sample comes from Lawrence English. It's one of his field recordings. Ah, very good. And here's number six. So these sound like whale noises. Yes, they are. Whale noises recorded by Mark McDonald. Wow. Amazing. Um, do they have delay on them, it sounds like? I think it's a natural echo. Oh, wow. I don't think there's any extra processing. Brilliant. Okie doke. And here's number seven. 
This is a bus. Now, this is one of my own location recordings. I took this, um, I recorded this sample actually on a train. Ah, I thought I heard the the kind of the the jet mechanism of some kind of automatic door. It was probably the brakes. Oh, okay. Right, and here is number eight. I don't know if Guy would agree with me. This sounds like a sample taken from Soulfly albums where they recorded with a tribe. Or Glastonbury. Um, yeah, so this sounds like some kind of tribal um, tribal ceremonial singing. Well, the, the file I have is just called Chant One, but I'll tell you where it comes from. Do you remember that hit song, The Harlem Shake? Oh yes, where everyone dances. That's right, it became a big dance meme yeah. on the internet. Uh, quite a long time ago now. Ten years ago, the Harlem Shake? Well, anyway, that was uh, produced by the DJ who goes by the name of Bauer. And this chant is from a sample pack that he recorded with Nick Hook. Ah. He travelled the world and sampled many things. And this is one. Excellent. So we're now going to be presenting Guy with the percussion that he'll be using for this track. So Guy, if you'd like to make your way over to the keyboard... Okay, so you've got a patch from East West Quantum Leap's Storm Drum 3. This is a 60-inch Hirodaiko, which you're going to be using to add flourishes and accents to this ambient You Made Your Bed jam. Okay. Okay, Andy, so you're going to be playing this Omnisphere preset, which is called JP8 Detuned PWM Strings. Do you want to just try that? Yeah, let's have a listen. Sounds nice and lush. Very good. Okie doke. All right, let's go.
Excellent, yes. So some more kind of meditative music and an excellent set of samples there from Andy Lowe from interesting sources. I was expecting more of a cacophony from them and when they're all in together, I guess it might have caused more of a ruckus. Um, But you use them more sparingly and often there was sort of one being brought to the forefront um, that you really highlighted. Well, most of the time I was playing two at the same time at different levels. I found that the slower you move the slider, the better it sounds. It it sounds kind of a bit phony when there's um, a sudden change in volume and something kind of sounds a bit jarring. And actually I found that with the, the synth as well. Like when the music is moving so freely like that, to suddenly change chords <laughs> can be a bit jarring, and I was trying to make my chord changes as smooth as I possibly could. Ah, well, yes, yeah, some beautiful chords in there, by the way. Some good sequences. There's a bit where the percussion and the keyboard changed at the same time, and that sounded really good. That was a bit where there weren't many samples going on. I noticed that. We just somehow, I don't know if it was a happy accident or if you were watching me really carefully, but we just hit at the same time. Mm. More than likely an accident. <laughs> And actually, the, generally, the, like, the sparseness of your drum hits made them really effective when you did hear them. It was like a roll of thunder in the distance, mm. that sort of thing. Uh, yes. I was able to have kind of unusual combinations of sounds, like you don't often hear tweeting birds and whale music kind of together in the same place. 
In fact, there's a bit of a theme throughout this episode of found sounds, something that I'm quite passionate about. Yes. Excellent. So this final improvisation of the night will be a generality jam. And for this one, we're going to need three separate forms of randomization. We're going to be using our specially designed set of generality cards, which are going to give us the intervals for the seven note melody, which we'll be using on this jam. We'll also be rolling a 12 sided dice, which will give us a key. And then we'll be turning to random.org for a randomized BPM. Okay, so Andy Lowe, do you have your generality cards? I do. Excellent. So, would you please generate that melody? Okay, so first of all, we need a starting note, which is going to be the base for our melody. That's it, guy. Roll one dice. A. We have an A. Okay, so um, A is our base note. That doesn't mean an A is going to actually appear in the melody necessarily. It's just the note that helps us work out all the others. So I'm going to draw seven generality cards. Let's just give them a bit of a shuffle. The sound of shuffling there. Guy, I'm surprised you're not sampling it. And here we go. So the notes are E, G, B, D, G sharp, C sharp, F sharp. That's really interesting. It sort of gets sharper as it goes through. We start with just an E minor triad. Then it hits a D. You could say that's an E minor seventh. But then you have G sharp, C sharp, F sharp. Interesting. So the last three notes are like they're diatonic notes, but in a different key. Yeah, that's right. So we might just have to, as we go, Pick some chord progressions carefully. Yikes. And the randomised BPM that we're going to be playing at for this jam is 131. So all our jams have been pretty much within the 130 region. We did have that one at 86. Oh yes, of course. Okie doke. So what instruments are we all going to be playing for this one? I expect you've got some exciting found sounds in store for us, Guy. Yes, I have a few sounds from the kitchen. I have the sound of the hot coffee urn the window, and some other assorted bits and bobs. Excellent. And Andy Lowe, you'll be starting off this generality jam. What instrument will you be using? Well, I'm using a sampled instrument from East West's Silk Library, and it's a gajeng, something I ah. uh, never played on Alki or, in fact, any other situation before. So uh, here's what it sounds like. Beautiful. And what about you, Ben? What will you be playing? Right, so I'm going to be using some of 8DO's Century Brass sounds. I'm going to be using both the Century Brass Ensemble French horn, which sounds like this, and Century Ostinato, which sounds like this. So some of my sounds are going to be using these tempo-synced ostinatos, which should go well with the tempo-synced nature of the jam. Now, are we ready? Ready to go. Okie doke, let's have a jam.
I'm going to start by asking Andy Lowe which Asian-themed Bond film did it remind him of this time? <laughs> um, which one was set in Singapore? Was it Tomorrow Never Dies? Why not? Was it Singapore or was it Hong Kong? Sure. I'm not. No, to be honest, <laughs> yes. As soon as you put um, the brass in, it can have a, a certain spy jazz flavour. <laughs> Uh, but I, I thought the instruments did work quite well together, in, including the samples in that. No, it sounded like perfectly respectable hybrid orchestral movie soundtrack music, I thought. I suppose the we had the melody that started us off and that, that suggested certain chords. Mm. And it was a progression that we never really got away from because I suppose to venture somewhere else would be a bit risky. Mm. I, I sort of stayed within the safety of that progression but mm. try to make it like try to bring in changes in the, the register I was playing in or the rhythm or using key switches to change to a different articulation. Yes yes I also made great use of key switches throughout that to change my BPM synced ostinato patterns. So what was your favourite jam of the night? I think it would have to be the third one. The Cantus Firmus. Yes. Benedict what was your favourite jam tonight? You know, I think my favourite jam tonight was actually You Made Your Bed, using the samples that you created that I played on these sliders. It is as relaxing to play as it is to listen to, because it's kind of um, aleatoric. It's a performance which is based entirely on chance, so you feel free from responsibility. Hmm. And how about you, Andy? My favourite jam was the patch exchange. And I think my highlight there was the way that you used the patch that I created mm. and syncing in with Guy's beats uh, from his samples. And I, I just, yeah, I really loved the vibe on that one. What I really liked was how the the beat repeat effect that I had on, the MIDI effect, actually kind of created a particular stutter effect that sounded like the heavy metal genre gent, which I particularly enjoyed. Oh, yeah, there were a few gent moments. I think as well, it, that helped it really fit with Guy's sort of choppy mm. sampled percussion. Yes, we had a glitching coming from all sides on that one. And here we are again at the end of the show. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here tonight, why not subscribe to the Alki podcast on iTunes or Spotify? Check out the website alki.uk or follow the Alki podcast on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook. If you'd like us to use one of your tracks for our snippets jam, 
Or if you'd just like to explain to Andy Lowe the difference between a triad and a three-note extended chord, why not get in touch using our email address, contact at alki.uk. Why not recommend the Alki podcast to friends, colleagues, bandmates, or those appreciative of forward-thinking original content? Better still, why not rip up the sheet music, then recycle it responsibly. Gather some friends, plug in some instruments, and just listen to what you can create. And that concludes episode 15 of Alki, the gamified music improvisation podcast recorded right here in Shrewsbury, UK. We'd like to thank our wonderful guest this evening, Mr Guy Turner. Thank you. Cheers, Guy. I'm Andy. I'm Benedict. Good night. <laughs>